Hey there, it is Jeff from Modern Combat and Survival Magazine, and welcome to podcast episode number 187. As you probably know by now, one of my core teachings when it comes to preparing for any disaster is to make sure that you have your own bug out bag packed and ready to go at a moment's notice, even if you never even have to leave your home during the crisis. Now, of course, we get asked all the time what to put inside of the bug out bag, and I have a very different philosophy than other survival instructors out there. And it's based upon my personal real-world experience, both in the military and having gone through a deadly natural disaster in my hometown. Some of the items that I tell people about are a bit unusual, and this week I'd like to share with you five items that I recently added to my own go bag that you've probably never considered before, so that you can steal my plan if you think it's a good fit for you. And don't worry about taking notes because we've done all the hard work for you with the audio, transcription, and a handy little cheat sheet of the most important strategies that you can use to refer back to. All you need to do is just head on over to www.mcsmagazine.com slash 187. You can download it all for free right there. And now, here's me and our ops director, Buck, with some new survival tips for you. bullets were flying, your adrenaline surging, would you hit your target? If the world as you know it crumbled tomorrow, collapsed into chaos, would you know how to survive? If you and those you loved were cornered by a gang, violently attacked, could you protect them? Could you protect them? Could you protect them? Tactical firearms training, urban survival, close quarters combat. This, this is another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is Modern Combat and Survival. It bothers me every time I see it. I'm talking about the movie The Road, in which a father struggles to keep his son and himself alive while they make their way through a post-apocalyptic hell. I keep thinking about the things I'd want to have with me in a bug-out bag if I found myself in that situation, and it bothers me. It bothers me because you and me and every prepper everywhere is going to be staking his or her life on the contents of a bug-out bag. Is it going to be enough? Will you have what you need? What are you forgetting that might be critical? When it comes to survival, failure, by definition, is not surviving. It's death. That's not an option, not for me anyway, and not for you when it comes to protecting your family. Hello, everyone. I am Buck Green, Operations Director for Modern Combat and Survival Magazine, with another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. And today, we're talking with our editor, Jeff Anderson, about the stuff he carries in his bug-out bag. I've never met anybody more passionate about bug-out bags than Jeff, and that means there's nobody I would rather talk to about this subject than him. Hello, Jeff. Hey, Buck. Well, I think fanatic is probably a better word, but but yeah, passion. I'll, I'll work with passionate. That's fine. <laughs> Um, now, if, if you don't know, uh, Jeff rarely lets us talk him up, but I'm going to. You may or may not already know this, but as a lifelong student of what he calls survival arts, it was Jeff Anderson's military training that led him to seek out strategies that would protect not only himself on the battlefield, but also provide for his family's own self-reliance in any sort of disaster, crisis, or collapse. After 10 years of military training in elite infantry units around the world, Jeff began working in a, as a security consultant and executive protection specialist for private clients and the entertainment industry. Specializing in military-style hand-to-hand and weapons combat, Jeff offered classes and seminars based on practicality and battlefield effectiveness. 
In Jeff's survival training, it was his service overseas and in combat missions that he was able to get, uh, it was in his service, I should say, overseas and in combat missions, that he was able to get a first-hand glimpse of what a city gripped in collapse and without rule of law is like for its citizens. That's the sort of thing we talk about here all the time. He uses his unique experience to inject a more realistic view of what to expect in survival scenarios and provide practical solutions, even in extreme environments, for true survivalists like you and me. Ultimately, his training and experience led him to create the digital media channel for Modern Combat and Survival magazine, which is fueled by more than 100 of the world's top instructors in law enforcement, military, and civilian survival schools. That's why we're here today with Jeff to talk about what he's recently added to his bug out bag. So, Jeff, what's the first thing you've chosen to add to those all-important bug-out supplies? Yeah, so I actually have five things that are relatively new on my list. I've been meaning to talk about these for quite a while and add them to the, the program that we have on on what to actually put inside of of your bug-out bag. And, you know, because I'm always – I'm getting tips from a lot of our readers. I mean, you know this as well as, you know, putting the magazine together and everything – we oftentimes have like a, you know, share your tips and things like that, or we'll get people that'll leave comments on the blog or on our Facebook page. And, and, and I get some of my best, my best advice from our readers and from our listeners. So I guess I want to start out by saying like, keep the tips coming because I think that this is always a, a process of fine tuning, you know, whether it is a, you're fine-tuning for your own personal threats that you face or whether you need to just kind of do spring cleaning in your bug-out bag and make sure that there's nothing that's that's expired in there, like you know, if you have antibiotics or other medications or things like that, that you can, you know, kind of update those things. So you should always kind of do a fine-tuning. I always look at it as a work in progress. But there are, there are five things that I recently have added to my bug-out bag that I wanted to share with people that are currently not inside of our bug-out bag book. And so the first one that I'll share with you is actually Goop. And by Goop, I mean that as the it's, – it's the name brand for an adhesive. You can find it in any grocery store, hardware store, and, you know, anything like that. And I'll give you a, a mini story here that'll explain why I say this. And I actually have a, a kind of a, another little tip for this. But I recently was in Florida for a charity golf event. And I, by the way, I'm a sucky golfer. I, I shouldn't even call myself a golfer. I suck that bad. But it was, uh, for those of you who've been following us for a while, you know that we started a couple of years ago our Save Our Soldiers uh, mission, Operation Save Our Soldiers, which is meant to our goal is to eliminate uh, combat-related PTSD uh, and stop the 22 suicides a day that are happening from our soldiers that are coming back from from war zones. Um, so we did a uh, we supported a charity golf event in Florida. I flew out there and had a few people that are listeners that came and golfed with me. I kind of put a call out and and they golfed with me. And again, I'm not a golfer, but I own golf clubs and I own golf shoes. So we had the big, you know, we had about a hundred, I think about 150 people there. And we, we went out there. We did a, a speech on combat related PTSD. It was on a military base in, in Florida. And so we were getting ready to go off to our holes to start the tournament. And I pulled my golf shoes out of my bag, which have not been touched by human hands in probably about 
seven years, I want to say. And as soon as I pulled my golf shoes out of my bag, the sole just fell right off of my golf shoes, fell right off of them. So I ran into the clubhouse. I bought, <laughs> bought the cheapest pair of golf shoes I could find, but it reminded me of why I have goop inside of my bug out bag. Because if you do have to get to the point where you head off in your vehicle and it breaks down or you hit the, you hit the, uh, that, that virtual parking lot in the highway and you have to use an alternative means of transportation, one of the things that we recommend is that you have a bicycle with you because you can go farther on a bike than you can just throw in your bug out bag on your back. But things can happen. You might not, your bike can get a flat tire and you weren't prepared for it or some toddlers come and throw spitballs at you and knock you off of your bike and steal your bike from you, whatever it is. If all you have are your LPCs or your leather personnel carriers to be able to get you to safety, then that's all you've got. And you've got, just like you have to take care of your car, you have to take care of your bicycle, you have to take care of your moped, whatever you're using, you've got to take care of your shoes too. And it's quite possible that your shoes can come apart. Even some of these, I've had brand name, uh, I won't name the I won't name the names because I don't use these these hiking boots anymore. But they were extremely expensive hiking boots, and they didn't last but a few months before the stitching started giving out on them. And you can so anytime that you need to do some sort of repair, having a goop and and what I'm going to tell you here as a tip is that there are these little tri they're not trial packs they're mini tubes of goop. And the one I'm specifically talking about, you can even get online at Amazon or anything, and it has four different little tubes in there. One is called shoe goo, and then there's a goop for household, there's a goop for plumbing, and there's a goop for marine. Now, the shoe goo is really helpful for things like repairing your the soles of your shoes, filling in uh, any sort of hole that's in there because it will dry It'll, it'll adhere to everything. It'll dry. You can, you can weatherproof your shoes even with it by taking a small amount of it and just rubbing it around shoes. So if your boots weren't waterproof and it's raining or whatever, you could actually turn them into waterproof boots just with, with some of this goop. You can do that. The household little tube is just kind of general purpose. You can use it for pretty much adhering anything as, a, as any sort of a, a glue or adhesive or anything like that. The plumbing one is especially used for vinyl, glass, plastic, like PVC pipes and things like that. So that's really handy if you are using it for any sort of like PVC weapons that you want to make, whether that's some sort of a spear or a you make some sort of a bow out of it. We've, we've done broadcasts on that before, like how to make a bow out of PVC. So it comes in really handy there. It's also really good. The plumbing one is also really good for things like tarps, tents, uh, your we recommend people have like a military uh, poncho basically to use as as a tent. So that's good for that. The marine one is is like the other ones except that it's UV resistant. So if you have to make any sort of repairs where you are going to be in the sun, the sun can take a lot of adhesives and it can crack them. It can the, the adhesive will crack and then it's not adhesive anymore. So the marine one is specifically UV resistant. So if you, maybe if like for your, if you've got a hole in a, in a tent or your poncho or something like that, and you live in a desert area or something that you can, you can put the, uh, that adhesive on there and it'll be, it'll be more resistant inside the, uh, in, in the sun. So, so those are four little tubes. They take up very little room. 
and they don't weigh anything. And so you basically just put these in your bug out bag and it's going to give you kind of that catch all adhesive for various uses that you might find that you might need them for on your, on your bug out route to safety. You know, it's funny, Jeff, you mentioned our Facebook page and I am one of the people who has the privilege of uh, posting to that page quite a bit and interacting with folks that, that follow us on social media. And I learn a lot from them as well. I have also recommended our bug out bag book to a variety of people in my own family because it is such a great compendium of information. So knowing that you're always adding to and, and evolving the bug out bag is a good reminder that it doesn't stop when you put that bag together and then throw it in the back of your closet. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. All right. So you mentioned five things. We've talked about one, which is the, the goop, which I'm going to go on Amazon and buy some of right now, actually. Uh, what's the next thing? Yeah. And by the way, I should tell everybody that we will have a cheat sheet for this. You can get that at uh, www.mcsmagazine.com slash 187. And that'll get you to a cheat sheet. So you don't even have to take notes on all this stuff. But I'll also, in the resources for this blog post that will have this in there, You'll, I'll, I'll put in links there for, uh, for all of, for the products that I'm talking about here so you can go and check them out and you'll be able to get them like on Amazon or something like that. So, uh, so go ahead and check that out too. So, all right. Item number two is actually one that I did get from one of our readers, which I thought was really cool. And that is a, a small pencil sharpener. And the reason why is because well, actually there's a few reasons why. So, with a pencil, and I'm not talking about the electric one, obviously not the electric one. I'm talking about the little hand ones that you have like in elementary school. I recommend that you get a good quality one though because they'll, you know, the, the cheap ones are going to break very, very easily. I actually saw one this past weekend that was all metal and I know you can get these at like a, a um, an office depot or something like that. They're a little bit more expensive, but they're more durable. They're, they're, I mean, this is the one that I found was really small, but it's $25. I'm not saying you need a $25 pencil sharpener, but I'm just saying find something that doesn't look like it just came out of the gumball machine. But what you can use it for are sharpening sticks to be able to use for anything that you might need a sharp stick for. So any sort of trap, whether you're making an animal trap or whether you are making a an improvised net for uh, for fishing, like a fishing like a fish trap, basically where the sticks are pointing out there, anything that you need a sharpened stick for, these are a really easy way to make them. So obviously you could use a knife as well, but this makes a really nice round pointy part to it if you need that for anything. But the other reason to use it is that it makes really good kindling. And anybody that's trying to make a fire out there knows, or anybody that's ever really tried to make a fire with with challenged materials knows that it's all about the kindling. And so the shavings that come off of just taking a stick and running it through the pencil sharpener, you can make a ton of really good kindling very easily from that, better than you can like with a knife, easier than what you can with a knife, and it'll be paper thin, so it'll ignite really well, and it's going to be really good tinder for making a fire. That's num- item number two. Nice. I, I, that's yet another item I'm going to have to go out and get. And I do remember the post that you're thinking of where that was recommended too. So that's a, and that was I, Nate I Allison, by the way. I want to give credit where credit is due. So Nate Allison was the one that gave us that tip. And and listen, everybody that's out there, like I, again, I I can't tell you enough. Like, let, send us your tips because anything that we use, whether it's in our magazine or we use in our podcast, I'm, I always give credit where credit is due. 
And if we use yours, we'll send you a thank you gift in the mail. So I, I believe in, in asking for tips as well as thanking people for tips. And, uh, so, so send them to us. All right. So you promised five. That's two. We've got the goop and we've got the pencil sharpener. What's the third thing? Okay. So the third thing goes under the food procurement area and you know, it's really interesting that you gave the intro, like, for the road, which is, if nobody's ever seen the road, is one of the most heart-wrenching disaster movies out there. It's it's really, it's kind of hard to watch, but it's probably, it's also probably the most realistic, true, the end of the world as we know it type movie and what happens to human beings outside of The Walking Dead. And it, it's a... It's one of those things where if you have a bug out bag, obviously we tell people to plan for 72 hours because your whole goal isn't to wander the wasteland trying to avoid zombies and, you know, shooting the, uh, the Mad Max characters that are rolling up in their, in their spiked SUVs. But it's really just to get to safety. And under most circumstances, obviously, all you're going to need is just a few days worth of extra food so that you're not reliant on trying to go to a grocery store that could be picked clean and things like that. But there are certainly circumstances where it could be life-changing events. We we talk about these in our book. I know this all sounds like a shameless plug for our, our book, but you can actually get a copy of our of our initial guide for this over at survivalgearsecrets.com. But one of the things that we talk about there, there are five real-life events that could literally change life as we know it overnight. And that's not paranoia. It's not anything like that. These are real live things that that could drastically change our lives. And so you have to be prepared. I recommend that you be prepared with your bug out bag with just some simple means to be able to get food if you can. And people, most people know if they've been listening to me for a while, I'm not a, I'm not a real, I'm not an expert in like wilderness survival. I know that I can survive in the wilderness, but it's not, it's not my thing. In the military, I was, it was urban survival environments. We, and we were out in the woods a lot, but we didn't have to survive out in the woods off of the land or anything like that. But so I, I can't tell you like what plants to pick that you can eat. Um, I, I can pick out a few. I can graze on grass and probably be okay. I can eat crickets and grubs, done those things. But finding food is something that you, you are going to be, ha- you might have to be able to do. Well, my best food survival tip, I posted it on the Facebook page not that long ago, is uh, how to eat wild mushrooms for survival, which is don't eat wild <laughs> mushrooms for survival because you'll die. That's right. I did, I did see that post. That was funny. Um, yeah, so, so, but I think this is one of those myths, right, that people talk about, and we're, we're getting ready to do a, a broadcast with Kevin Estella on wilderness survival myths. And I know one of them we're going to talk about is food procurement because another friend of mine, Tony Nestor, who also does survival classes, uh, I was having, I was actually out in Arizona and we were having breakfast together and I was telling, he was telling me about his classes that he does. He does like these desert survival classes and knife only classes and things like that. And I said, you know, what's the number one thing that you think people that are studying wilderness survival, like what's the biggest myth that you think that they fall, fall prey to? And he said, it's definitely, that you can just set an animal trap and you're going to catch something. In fact, he said that he has to, he's done this a bazillion times. 
he has to set, and this is an expert, by the way. This is somebody who has truly like lived out in the desert with like off the land. And he says he has to set a hundred different traps between snares and deadfalls and things like that in order just to get one kill. A hundred traps for one kill. People are not going to do that. If you're trying to get to safety, it's not like you're setting up camp, but you know, putting out a hundred traps, that's like a full, that's a full day of, of just trying to get one kill. And I've always wondered about that because these pictures of snares that you see, I just can't imagine some stupid ass bunny rabbit, like sticking his head in there. Like, Hmm, I think I'll be food. It just, it never made any sense to me. So I'm not saying it can't be done. I'm not saying it doesn't work. So leave all the hate mail alone. I'm sure you've killed bears with your snares before everybody out there. So save, save me the emails, please. But I believe in going the easier route, the easiest route that you possibly can. So item number three with that giant lead up is a Conibear 110 trap. Conibear trap is a spring loaded trap that is very, it's very flat. So it'll fit inside of your, one of your tactical pouches. If you've got one of our X-Bobs, it uh, you should have one that will fit inside of there. And it's, it's meant for trapping. Like it's designed for trapping animals. So all you have to do is just spread it apart. And it's not one of those like bear traps you see on like Looney Tunes cartoons where you step in the middle of it and the, and the teeth like come up and chop off your leg. Uh, this is a, it's, there's no teeth on this at all. It's basically just a, it's super, I don't know what, like there's a lot of tension to it. So it's just a hair trigger. It's got this little, it's already built into it. You just spread this thing apart, put the latch on it, and then you can put bait on the little trigger part. And then this thing's, this folds back up and with extreme pressure. So any rabbit, any squirrel, chipmunk, birds, uh, people have caught birds with them before. Is it possible you could get like a, like a small fox or maybe a cat or something like that? Cat, you could, you could definitely do it. Mmm, yummy cats. But it's, it's not really meant for big animals, but you know, a squirrel's a pretty good meal for you or possum or something like that. You could, you could get something like that with it. So this is one of those things where uh, it's really, it's so much easier to bait a trap, let an animal come to you, let the trap do what it's designed to do and get yourself a meal out of it. So uh, number three is a Conibear 110 trap. All right, so uh, just to recap, we've got Goop, we've got a pencil sharpener, and you've got your Conibear 110 trap. I find myself wondering just how many of our listeners remember Looney Tunes. <laughs> and because I do, I know that doesn't say good things about my uh, relative youth. But uh, Am I dating myself? Just have, I am, right? <laughs> I'm an old I think we are a little bit, yeah, because I – I've gotten to the point now where, you know, th there's so many people I interact with, I can't take for granted that they know these references. But, uh, you know, that's just how it is. Yeah. Um, all right. So what's item number four before I dwell too much on how the how I'm getting old? Okay. <laughs> all right. Item number four is uh, it's a new item that I just recently discovered. You can get this on Amazon. Again, I'll put a link in the in the show notes for this. But it's a it's called a pocket bellows. And anyone, so we're going back to fire starting here. Anyone that has ever tried to build a fire, whether you had matches, a lighter, a blowtorch, whatever you had, knows that once you get that kindling started, 
then you've really got to blow strategically on the, the tinder to be able to get that flame going. And it doesn't just stop there. Like then you've got to get the wood going. So my son and I, I think I told everybody, but uh, last summer in 2017, he and I went up in the Adirondack Mountains. It was just me and him and a canoe and our X-Bob buck out bags filled with all of our regular, you know, we, we took it out to test all of our stuff. And we, I, I believe everybody has to do that. You got to go out and test it all out, get used to wearing it, see where the friction points are, see what it takes. Just learn your mistakes before you ha you're forced to learn the mistakes. And so we took it out there and it rained almost the whole time. So we were <laughs> building fires out there with wet wood, wet tinder, and, you know, using the, the dry stuff that we might have, like from lint or kindling or, you know, finding dry tinder was, was something that we did each time. But we had to, I had to blow on that thing like a lot more than normal. Now the pocket bellows looks like the old, it looks a lot like the old telescoping uh, antennas that were on the cars. I'm dating myself again. You know, in the fancy cars, <laughs> in the fancy cars, when you turned on the radio and the telescoping antenna, like you could watch it go up in front of you. And then when you turned off the radio, it telescoped <laughs> down. This should just be like the old folks podcast. This is really just an old folks podcast. We're, we're going, we're, we're going farther back in time now. You're supposed to be bringing this forward into the future. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, when I was your age. There was a, there was a lever I had to, to roll in a circle to make the windows go up and down. Oh yes. Oh yes. Um, Anyway, this is probably what all of the, the manufacturers of telescoping antennas, this is somebody probably just looked at it and said, hey, I got a better use for that. So it looks a lot like that. It's only about a, about a foot and a half long, but it folds up or like, you know, it, it breaks down into only about three inches long and it's really skinny. And all it is, is a telescoping tube. And what it does is you take the big end and you put it in your mouth and you blow through the small end and which means that you don't have to basically knock yourself out unconscious by trying to blow on something this micro focuses your breath the oxygen coming out to be able to uh, get the fire going a lot easier like it will create a, a hotter flame for a longer period of time without making you black out from trying to blow out you know all the candles on our cake so it's the same type of thing. So, um, so this is a really cool little tool. It is in my, is in my fire starting kit now. I love this thing. It works really, really well. And it's called the pocket bellows. Again, I will have a, a link to this in the show notes too. Oh, uh, that, that part about the cake just hurts, man. <laughs> All right. Well, so we've covered four items so far. Goop, a pencil sharpener, the trap and the pocket bellows, which that's, I had not heard of that one before. That sounds like a neat little device. What is the fifth new item you have added to your bug out bag? Okay, the fifth item is something that I actually got from my wife, who is not a prepper at all. If any, again, if, if you've all listened to everything, my wife hates guns and she hates survival stuff. And she can because I've got it all covered and she just knows that she's protected. So I've given up trying to convert her. It's not going to happen, but this is something that I got from her so she can be proud of this. Because if anybody has ever gone camping or gone out and tested out your bug out bag, you know that anytime you need little things, they always seem to be either in the bottom of the bug out bag or you're, you're chasing them all over the place. 
but little items that you have are hard to kind of manage. It's like herding cats sometimes. And the, I'm talking about things like matches, uh, prescription medications, bottles, or, or things like that. Bartering items that you might have, like little lighters, uh, little pocket knives, things that you can use for, uh, for bartering. Uh, any, any sort of small item, most bags don't have any sort of organization system to it. So I noticed on one of my trips that my wife had this handy dandy new makeup bag that she got from the, from the, uh, the makeup store. And it's basically, it rolls up and it rolls, when you roll it open, it has all these little see-through pockets in it, zippered up. It's, it's made out of vinyl. So it's, at least the one that we, I got from from uh, the place that she got it from, it's you know weather resistant. I would call it. I wouldn't call it weatherproof, but there are plastic bags that you can put inside of there, and the plastic that they use for the little compartments are a heavy gauge plastic. So I have to say that if, when you roll this thing up, it's going to make it pretty, pretty, uh, pretty weatherproof. And these little things are great for organizing all these little items. They just fit, you can, you can go ahead and section things off, like you can have your fire making stuff, like your, your tinder, your lint, and all those things inside of one little pack in there, so you can keep it all organized in there. You can use one other pack for medications and stuff like that that you want to keep dry. It can be bandages or whatever. Anything that you want, anything that's small will roll right up in this side of this and go right inside of your bug out bag, or you can roll it up and it'll go and you can put it up like in the top and strap it to the outside. Nobody can see what's inside of it because it's not clear on the outside. But it, this thing has become one of the handiest things that I have for my bug out bag. And uh, it's just a great addition to help organize all your stuff. You know, it's funny because in, in keeping with our theme of old guy stuff, I used to use empty film canisters to organize small items like matches and things like that. You know, they for those of you who don't know what film is, film. we used to put it in film. our... <laughs> And it, it was roughly the size of a prescription bottle, uh, you know, that you get at the drugstore, except that it was, it wasn't see-through, it was opaque. Um, I suppose a prescription bottle actually could do a, a neat uh, job of standing in for those little plastic containers, but I like the idea of the makeup case even better because you can carry more and you can see everything that's in there. So that's a yep. really good idea. Yep. Works for me. But yeah, right. those are, those are the five items that, uh, that I've recently added and, and, put into the stuff and I you know I, I recommend everybody again I just want to just put a shout back out to everybody like let me know what are some things that you've recently found inside of your bug out bag if you would just go ahead and leave them in the comments of the blog page for this podcast over at moderncombatandsurvival.com and let us know because we can actually do I would love to do like a whole page or two pages if we get enough tips of new stuff that we haven't heard of before or we haven't written about it before. If you've got something new, we want to know about it. We'll put it in the next magazine and give you credit for it. And we'll reach out to you also and get your address. And if we use your, your stuff, then we will go ahead and send you a thank you gift. That would be awesome. I love, I love it when we get to contact people and give them stuff. They're always so happy. Yeah. All right, Jeff. Well, thank you so much for sharing your new bug out items with us. Yep. All right. So, so again, thanks everybody. I really appreciate all your time, all your support and everything. Uh, go check out the blog. Go subscribe to the podcast if you have not 
uh, done it yet, make sure that you don't miss a single episode. Just go on over to iTunes or check out on our blog and just go over there and you can subscribe there. And until our next Modern Combat and Survival broadcast, this is Jeff Anderson and Buck Green <laughs> saying prepare, train, and survive. Modern Combat and Survival. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can help us out by rating our podcast on iTunes and leaving a comment. You can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Modern Combat and Survival. And don't forget to claim your free subscription to Modern Combat and Survival magazine at www.moderncombatandsurvival.com. Lock and load. And we'll see you next time. This has been Modern Combat and Survival.